Squadcast Nation, welcome back. We are on a mini cast. Mini cast. I don't know why I like to sing that, but it's mini cast. Anyways, we have a special episode with the crew from YouthNet. And who's YouthNet? Youth, YouthNet is a youth by youth mental health promotion and intervention organization. And we got to work with them for our current fundraiser. What's up with Bob? And as some of you guys know, Bridges Over Barriers, a.k.a. Bob, is a charity we started to be able to serve our community, serve our kids, have social workers be able to provide timely support for our kids and our fa- and their families. And so this is our big launch for our, our fundraiser, November 22nd to the 29th, where you guys are dressing up apples, because that's our symbol of our of our charity, and um, and being as creative as possible using the hashtag Bob Ottawa. And uh, this is all a creation from YouthNet. And these guys are amazing. They're really out there serving our kids in the community to improve their mental health, to destigmatize it, and just be there for each other. It's truly beautiful. And and we, we got a chance to talk to the program coordinator, Fiona Cooligan, and one of the Youth Advisory uh, Committee members, Soph Eglinton and I utterly enjoyed talking to these guys and it inspired me to want to do more and I hope you know this is an Ottawa organization but you know those out there that are in different cities and seeing that their kids might be in need um, no reason you guys can't do more of the same so yeah I'm, I'm really proud of this episode I'm really proud of the initiative we're, we're trying to do especially this week so let's not delay things any longer. Let's go. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quadro Caramante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Quadcast Nation, my God, I am so excited. We got the crew from YouthNet on the show today. Say hello, Fiona Cooligan and Sophia Eglinton. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. We got a lot to talk about today. And first of all, I just want to commend you for the great work you're doing. Our youth right now, their demand is so high and to address their mental illness needs is paramount. And, you you know, this is the future, our kids. And so I just want to, number one, before we even begin, give you guys mad props for what you do. It means the world to us. And maybe we'll start with Fiona. Like, give us a sense of what is YouthNet and what are you guys accomplishing? For sure. Oh, well, thank you, first of all, for that praise and to, to have yes. us on. This is so exciting for yes. us. A first for both of us, both me and Soph, <laughs> as uh, representatives of YouthNet. So it's pretty, uh, actually, in general, just as humans, this is pretty cool. So thank you so much. Absolutely. My name's Fiona. I'm the program coordinator at YouthNet. And essentially, oh, how do I describe YouthNet in a nutshell? We're essentially a youth, for youth, by youth mental health promotion organization. Uh, we're bilingual. We're the only one of its kind kind of in the Ottawa, 
Ottawa Carleton region. We serve youth ages 13 to 20 all over. We kind of go wherever youth are, whether that's schools, community centers, after school programs, the hospital, anywhere, whether it's clinical or community settings. And we come and we try to start a conversation around mental health. So, I mean, we think this is very timely, especially given, given our situation, but for YouthNet, we've been doing this since 1995, not specifically us, that would make us much older. <laughs> with that, uh, our, our biggest philosophy at YouthNet is for youth by youth. So what that means is we hire young people between the ages of, uh, not 13 to 20, 20 to 30, to run our programs. And so that kind of youth mentorship model is the heart of what we do. And so we run programs both in schools where we go in and give mental health literacy workshops, things on stress, on uh, coping with difficult things in your life, coping with those big life events, those small things, mm. kind of giving them those basic tools and knowledge to support each other, to reduce stigma, which is a huge one. And then we also run intervention programs. So that's where youth may be needing a little bit more support, or maybe they're on a wait list for some other you know, mental health services. They can still get connected, get mutual support from others, and, and really have a safe space to talk about those things that they need to. And then that's where YAC comes in as well. So YouthNet, uh, we're a nice big mental health family. Wow. This is special. It really is special. Like reducing the stigma, being there for each other, and having like you know, going into the community and reaching out, like going to where there's issues, right? Or going to, you said, schools, hospitals, wherever it might be to be able to better, you know, the status of our kids' mental health. And so if you've, you've experienced it. You're a YAC member. Can you tell me a little bit what that's been like going through the program? Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of interesting. So I am a YAC member. And just to clarify, there's tons of YACs in Ottawa because it's just <laughs> Youth Advisory Committee. There's only one YouthNet YAC. And so that's who I'm I'm repping. So I'm, I'm one representing the many right now. Nice. And there's a funny kind of motto that's been happening. It's like you, it's a volunteer position. So you're on this committee because you want to be there. And so you come when you can as often as you can. And there's kind of a running joke that like you come to test the waters once And then you just literally never leave. Like I came to help out with one thing a year and a half ago and like, I'm still here and I'm never going to leave until I like age out and go on to other things. Oh man. So it's very exciting. And we are like the not so secret committee that's like behind YouthNet. So any big project that YouthNet is starting, they usually consult us and we give our youth input and then outside organizations kind of come to us too. So it might be, how can we make this space youth friendly? How can we use our language in this way? And it involves a lot of talking, but it's kind of amazing because YouthNet is so unique and that it is a place where youth come to talk. And it's like, if you give the youth a voice, like we have lots to say, but sometimes <laughs> the platform isn't always available. But YouthNet is like, here's the platform, take it and use it. And so it's it's very special. And we are missing our live in-person space because that has a popcorn machine and some really good food, which is also a staple of Yak. But on Zoom, it's working pretty well. So, so give us an example of like what you would like an experience, whether it's in person or when you reach out to the community, like just give us a sense of what that what that's like. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because it varies. We've done a lot of different initiatives. I'll mention my favorite and Fiona won't be surprised by it. I really like panels. Like panel is like a, a golden word for me. I get super excited. And we did a panel with with Ottawa U med students and one of their psychology-based clubs. And it involved putting together a panel of YAC members 
and then having a panel of geo psychologists and psychologists from the Ottawa area. And so the psychologists were asked a series of questions and they talked to Yak and the med students. And then Yak went up and talked to the psychologists and the med students. And it's so interesting because like you said, the youth are the future. And if we're looking to alter the community in every single aspect, then a huge part of that is going to be affecting the mental health community. So like talking to future doctors, because they're going to be the ones that are, you know, treating these things later on. Exactly. And so yes. it was so, so much fun. And they were so awesome. The Ottawa U Med students are like amazing. And so that was super, super exciting and very fun. That was last February. We did that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we're doing another one next year too. So that is exactly as Soph said. That's like one of our favorite things that Yak does. We're just like, we want to talk about mental health. And so if you're not going to come to us, we're going to come find you and talk mm-hmm. yeah. to you about it. <laughs> Hopefully Beautiful. make you comfortable. <laughs> Beautiful. But I don't know if you realize, I mean, I think you do, but I don't know if you realize how beautiful that is like the whole purpose of this show is to influence future you know healthcare providers and all that stuff but you are directly speaking to the future of of healthcare and you're saying what your problems are where the issues are how to better address it like that's how we call on the show we call it changing the boogie that's how you change that boogie you change that platform man because i'll tell you i mean you don't need me to tell you but the mental health right like it's the like if you want to get physically better you want to address your chronic illness everything stems from mental health like you got to be sound and so to be able to address that especially early on with our youth i just love it i just love it and fyi if you ever need some panel love too, uh, karen mantang over here would we'll be happy to to represent that'd be a, that'd be a lot of fun we got a couple of the med students working on the show actually and they're they're incredible they're incredible fiona any other examples of engaging the community that uh, youth net had done up, whether it's recently or anything yeah. that's come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we're all about. And I mean, what's really cool with, with YouthNet, we kind of get best, best of both worlds because because we're a CHEO program technically, but we also kind of have our own, we have our own space. We have our own kind of structure, our own, you know, connection with the community. We even, we go up to 20, whereas the hospital only goes to 18. So we have a little bit more leeway to really, be a community program that is still backed by and supported by, you know, proper clinical support. So we have our own clinical social worker that can sometimes support youth in accessing resources and services and support sooner. So that's, that's a huge way where, you know, in other places where they might be on a huge wait list in, in our case, they might be able to access some support in the interim while they're waiting. And we really like to partner with any organizations that we can. So whether that's doing a program, offering it to maybe, you know, an under-resourced school that really needs the support because teachers are, as we know, especially right now, are so kind of overrun and so busy. Mm-hmm. We try to make sure to put our resources where it, where it counts and find organizations to partner with. So sometimes that's community health centers. Sometimes it's other healthcare organizations. So really, we, we go and partner with other groups to offer our programs for that much bigger reach. And obviously, when we were back in person, that involved a lot of driving around and physically going everywhere. And now... Mm-hmm. Although it's not the same, we've we've managed to turn all of our services virtual. And so it's actually giving us a little bit further reach because we're able to go rural, we're able to, you know, connect in so many, so many new ways. So yeah, there's been a lot of engagement in the community. And what we're hoping to do with Yak actually is, and Sophie can talk a little bit more about this because this is our like next big excitement, is this thing called Yak Migration. Little pun on the whole yak thing, yak the animal. (laughs) 
<laughs> we like it. <laughs> um, uh, where we're hoping, just like yeah, Soph said, to bring different yaks, maybe ones that aren't focused on mental health, but are focused on everything else. And just like you said, mental health is kind of the center of everything. So by bringing a youth advisor committee on, you know, uh, racial justice and on LGBTQ rights and on mm. women's rights and on poverty and on so many different things on the environment together, we can kind of harness the youth voice on a much larger level. And just like so said, we hope to give a platform to that, to actually make that difference that you're talking about that we need. Blowing it up, man. Extending everywhere. I love it. Yaks everywhere. (laughs) Oh man, this is proper. I gotta, gotta just uh, comment too on your, on the, you know, COVID obviously has been, painful in so many levels. But I like what you said about the one light that you saw through this was how much more you've been able to reach out, you know, and because of the virtual platform. So I think that's great. How have you found COVID has hit, you know, the youth and in terms of their mental health? Because I know on paper, this has got to be tough times. Kids are going to school like 50% of the time. I'm not sure they have, a lot of the kids have their outs. Like, what I mean by that is whether they play a lot of sports or, you know, have music classes or, or connect with their friends. Like, I, I don't know if that's happening as much, but I could tell you my wife's a psychologist and I can say like they're busy. I don't know if she's ever been this busy in her career. So I, what do you guys see in frontline when it comes to the youth during this time? Oh man, I feel everything that you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's like this whole other world we've entered. And maybe Sofa, I'll let you talk about it first from the youth perspective. Like what, yeah, what has this time been for young people, you and others that you've heard? Yeah, so it's interesting. For context, I'm 18 in my first year of university. So that's also been very interesting. I like that you mentioned people not having their outs though, right? Because not only do people not have that outlet, but I'm doing all my school online. So it's on my laptop and my laptop is in a specific room of my house, but like I'm in my house all the time too, because you can't, you can't go places, got to stop the spread, got to keep everyone safe. So you're staying home, which means all the work is much more accessible, which means the separation between like work home life balance is not very much a thing anymore. And it can be really hard to say like, this isn't due for another two weeks. You don't actually need to do this now when your brain is just like, but if you get it done now type of thing. And it's also, it's not easy for anyone to be learning online, but let alone like acknowledging the fact that some people, I have friends that are, have jobs and are doing online university. I don't have a job. So like, that's an advantage. Like it's not an equal spread. Like who has access to technology? Who has time to get their schoolwork done? Mm. Who has time to tune into the live lectures versus the recorded lectures? Like who's able to have the time to send email to their TA? Who has family members they're looking after? Like all these factors. So I think it's, it's like, is online, does it have its pros? Like it does in some ways. I've heard people say like they like the, the flexibility of it, the ability to work when you want, how you want type of thing. But for many people, it's we're just like, me specifically, like I'm missing seeing people. I have one live class. And so every Tuesday night, I'm like, yay, like I'm going to talk to people again. Mm. So it's definitely interesting. And I'm lucky I have my, my out, my break is horseback riding and that's still able to be done because it's outside. And without that, I would be doing much worse than I am. So I can't even imagine how people who have had theirs taken away are feeling right. Because 
if this is your break from school and work and you can't do that, then what are you supposed to do? Let alone the fact that you're working from home most of the time and depending on people's family relationships, like there's so many factors involved in this thing known as like online learning or like COVID living that to account for them all is so hard, but you can say that they will all affect mental health and mental health will affect all of them. So it's like a kind of depending on your situation could be an okay thing. But for a lot of people, I think it's just a very difficult situation. I don't know if that sums it up. I feel like that was very long. <laughs> no, I, 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 everything you, you said self makes tons of sense. Fiona, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so yes, you said everything so well. <laughs> it, it is all those factors and more exactly. And and from from like a service provider's perspective and in terms of youth mental health, we're really, we're hearing from so many parents and youth, but often parents calling us, you know, not always necessarily in distress, but clearly feeling like, you know, this was hard enough for my young person, my, my youth before this, you know, they already had a social anxiety. They were already feeling isolated. You know, now so many of their social outlets or coping, coping outlets, like you guys have both talked about are removed and unavailable. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are doing so much online school already that, you know, it's great that we were able to turn virtual, but some of them were hearing they're exhausted and they're tired of zoom and this, this way to connect. So although it's really great and I'm so glad we're still reaching people and we are providing that outlet, I also see it is harder to reach some of those more vulnerable kind of youth who, you know, we're already having a hard enough time with their mental health. So for us, it's really been about, yeah, how do we, how do we get creative in reaching each other again through this kind of new mode and giving, giving more outlets. And so one of the things that we've been doing that has been kind of helpful, we haven't ended the pandemic yet, but uh, <laughs> what we're trying to do is like do our art program that, that teaches youth how to, you know, cope with stress and express themselves and explore themselves and feel better and make social connections through art. But we were like, how are we going to do this if we can't be together doing art? So we've registered youth for the program still, and we've asked them what they're interested in. We've got an artist for the program, and we drop off a whole art supply kit to their house so that we can all do the same activity together. So even though we're not together, we're trying to make ways that, you know, that we can still connect and that it doesn't feel like everyone's so alone. Uh, Because that honestly is the biggest thing that we're hearing, this isolation piece from young people. And I'm sure older people as well are experiencing that so much right now. Wow, that honestly just warmed my heart a bit there hearing that, how that you know those attempts to connect, reaching out, dropping off supplies to each to members' houses and having that unified project. That's that's unbelievable. I gotta say, man, like you guys are amazing. You really are amazing. And I gotta tell you another way y'all are amazing. And speaking of art and, and stuff, so we, we got the Bridges Over Barriers charity that you know you guys are helping. So these guys are helping us come up with promoting the our fundraiser so november 22nd to 29th we're doing a fundraiser what's up with bob and you guys help us think of the idea for the fundraiser creative ways to look or to put apples on on like uh social media and uh dress them up in creative ways and with the hashtag bob ottawa and i know it's going to be out of bounds it's going to be crazy fresh yeah, I've already seen it. Even amongst the fundraisers, we've been sending other videos and pictures and it's been so much fun. But you guys, man, like the, the, the ideas, the energy, it's contagious. I, I love it. 
a couple of things before we we sign off. I just want to give an opportunity for either Fiona or, or Soph. Like, is there what can people do to help? Uh, what can people do to advocate and promote all the beautiful things you guys are doing at YouthNet? That's a great question. And yeah, thanks so much for promoting Bob as well. Like we were so excited that it was just another opportunity for us to kind of come together and use our creativity and, and to have an organization and doctors like you and, and real, you know, people in charge to come to a group of youth and listen to us and say, Oh, actually we really like your ideas. We're going to, we're going to partner with you. That's where it is. So honestly, whether this is my message out to everyone, whether you're, you know, a doctor, a nurse, a teacher, any, any profession, any level of power, anything, just try to connect with young people and try to also connect the young people to places, whether it's YouthNet or YSB, Youth Services Bureau, local community health centers having youth programming. There is so much available right now, but I think one of the problems is not only a lack of awareness of availability, but people are scared to take that first step often, right? So like in some cases, like we had to cancel one program because we didn't have enough people and we know it's not because the need isn't, isn't there, but it's really hard both because of stigma as well as other barriers, time, <laughs> you know, often we get a lot of calls from parents who they're like, I was told to call here. I have no idea what you do, but I need some help. And my, my daughter or son needs help. Right. So more awareness around that and more connection. So spread the word, not just about YouthNet, but just about what is available for youth in our, our community, whether it's virtual or safely in person to, to connect more. Cause honestly, that that's what we need. We need that community building and we hope we're just one piece of it, but really as long as people can keep talking about it, normalize that conversation around mental health and around seeking help because help can look like lots of different things. It doesn't have to always be just that one, you know, clinical piece, even though we love the clinical piece, that's important too. <laughs> but uh, YouthNet, we try to provide that alternative. So just remembering that community building is a huge, huge part of our, all our kind of healing and feeling good. Love it. Love it. You heard it from the crew at YouthNet. So Fiona, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And whatever, I know the, our, the fundraiser is going to be a hit and we have you guys to thank for it. And just really want to celebrate you and appreciate all this, the, your efforts. So thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This was lovely. And thanks so for coming on and doing this with me. First podcast, yeah. podcast ever down. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah. Thank you for having us. That was amazing. And yes, I can check that off my list that <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> well, I didn't know I had, but I have. <laughs> all right. Peace. Quadcast nation. Did that hit you in your mind? Great. For what? This is why I'm saying youth net. You know, I brought them on the show because we need to celebrate these things. Promoting youth mental health. And, you know, this is a local initiative, but, you know, wherever you're at, help promote that uh, locally, whether you're in Windsor, whether you're in Kuala Lumpur, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is something we need to do. This is our future. You know what I'm saying? So follow us at Quadcast on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave any comments at Quadcast99 at gmail.com. We'll have links to the Bridges Over Barriers fundraiser. What's up with Bob? You know what I'm saying? Check out the hashtag Bob Ottawa. We're just changing that boogie, yo. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk again real soon. Peace.